0: This is the Social Savvy Geek Show with Laura Pensatensio on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm glad you're here. Whether you're catching the live show or replay, thank you so much for listening. I'm Laura Pensatensio and last show I talked about increasing your bottom line by using a marketing funnel. Today we'll Today, we will be talking about your messaging. We'll cover how to connect with your audience and why speaking to your audience in a relatable way is vital to your long term success. Your message is vitally important. What are you saying to the world? And why? If you've been following along with us and implementing what you've learned, By this point, you've identified your avatar and created your content, and you know what solutions you have to offer. So how do you convey that in a way that connects and draws people in? There are two ways to niche down, and they're both effective. Talked about these a little bit last show, but we're going to go deeper this time because we're talking about speaking to your people. And before you can speak to people, you need to know where you're coming from. So the two different ways you can go deep are you can either develop an excellent product or program and become the expert in that thing, like social media marketing or webinars or online courses, whatever is your specialty, or you can choose to focus on specific needs of your ideal client and become an expert in serving them. Now I've told you several times about Julie, you can refer back to season one episode two, if you missed it, need more detail. She's my ideal client for VIP in person retreats and coaching programs. But Julie didn't just develop a successful business all by herself. Somewhere along the line, she brought she either bought into one of our earlier programs or someone else's, possibly both. There's not just one person you listen to when you're developing your business, you have usually a good team around you. So it's not like she's spring forth ready to jump into VIP. She had development along the way, right? In my ideal world, I want to meet Julie when she's just starting out and help her to get where she wants to go. I would love to help her from the very beginning until she is so super successful that we're just friends hanging out somewhere. <laughs> um, so my idea is that I want to find future Julie's, when they're looking at how to position themselves as influencers. And then I can build trust and relationship with them as they grow. My goal is to work with speakers, authors and coaches as they develop into thought leaders and influencers. So rather than developing a particular product, and offering it to people in general, I have chosen to serve a particular person at different stages along their journey. When I got into business, I was already known as a social media marketing expert. I was successful as a financial advisor. And I was always finding clients and converting them. People in my office were really shocked when they looked at my client list. And they said, most of these people weren't warm leads. These aren't your friends and family, which was kind of the normal thing. Um, They're like, where did you meet all these people who you didn't know before? And so I kind of had a reputation in a good way as an expert at bringing in uh, cold leads into warm traffic and converting them into clients. And I was using Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and I was understanding how to use these platforms effectively. So I was recognized as an expert before I was trying to be recognized as an expert. Um, At that time, I was thinking of, you know, this marketing thing as a hobby, because my real job was in finance, I was a financial advisor, I had a full time job. But I started speaking and teaching people about this because they asked me to and it was fun. And at this time, I uh, was tapped to be the VP of marketing and public relations for the River City Express Network in Richmond, Virginia, It was my local chapter of the American Business Women's Association. And it was while I was there, with the whole 2009 market tanking thing happened and I was looking at that point for a job in marketing or in recruit recruiting because I had discovered that I just loved this marketing thing and the ladies there encouraged me to go out and be a marketing expert and I was like oh I hadn't considered starting my own business but once the seed was planted it was game over game over <laughs> I've never looked back But anyway, so I knew that I was known as an expert, but I didn't have some grand design. I didn't have a plan. I knew I had clients and they were speakers, authors and entrepreneurs. And I wanted to serve those people further. I fell into my niche and I was working with the people I wanted to be working with. I've just along the way changed the way I'm working with them. I've added in content creation, email marketing and funnel development strategy over the years and the more I got all the pieces and parts together the realized I'm better with a narrow focus of a specific audience speakers authors and consultants fit so well uh, into my systems that it's just the people I love to, to work with influencers speakers authors change makers light me up love them cannot get enough of helping other people to make change out and about in the world and one of the things I like so much is that they really, really have a message, a strong message in this burning desire to make things better in whatever way is their talent. So it's just, it's really awesome. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. You can download your free copy of How to Build Your Twitter List Now from socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast and follow me on Twitter at socialsavvygeek. Today, we're talking about connecting with your audience in a way where they can listen and hear you in the way that you're trying to be heard. When you want to connect with your audience, you have to be aware of who you're speaking to at any given time and adapt. For example, if you're speaking at a conference, you're at a conference, you you speak as though you're talking to a large group of people because you are, but your audience would be filled with other entrepreneurs, your speech is about creating content, you start hearing questions. Why is this important? How do I know? I've tried this and it's not working. And then you know that the audience is kind of a, a mixed bag and you kind of have to talk to the middle. You can't assume everyone's level of expertise. Whereas if you brought these people together yourself and they're your audience and you've segmented them into beginner, intermediate, advanced, then you can really talk to that level without talking over people's heads or below their level. And so you just need to be aware of your audience when you're speaking. Right now, I'm talking on the radio. There's lots of different people listening and I can't assume that you all know what I know. So I try to explain this in a way that would make sense to more people than not. I hope that I'm doing a good job with that. If you think so, hey, please let me know. If you think that I'm not, then tell me how I can help you to learn because I would love to do that. So while you're doing that, a good way to get people engaged and answer their questions. If if you're listening right now and you're thinking, well, this sounds great, but I do have questions and I want to take that a little bit deeper. How can you help me? Then go on to Facebook and go to the Social Savvy Geek Show. Hit visit group and join the Social Savvy Geek Insider Facebook group. It's still really small. This is a new show. I mean, it's not like a ghost town, but there's not very many people in there. You can actually get your questions answered by me, not an assistant. I'll hop in there and answer your question. Just ask. Happy to help you. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. I'll share how to specify your message to your intended audience when we get back after this word from our sponsors
0: mark your calendars boys and girls
1: social media day
2: denver is coming soon every year on june 30th social media fans around the world come together each year to celebrate the myriad of ways in which social media has radically changed our lives for the better join us at social media day denver june 30th 2018 collaborate with influencers leaders and dynamic speakers social media day denver is a full day conference full of recognized leaders in the social media industry both locally and nationally Don't want to miss out. Join us at Social Media Day Denver, June 30th, 2018, and receive exclusive insider social media knowledge, relevant and actionable content you can apply immediately into your business, make impactful connections and relationships for life, and meet and chat with the experts. This event is enlightening and fun for entrepreneurs and small business owners and anyone else who wants to be a part of this dynamic group of social media experts. Find out more at SocialMediaDayDenver.com.
0: What is all the buzz about with Boost Biz Ed? Known for the past eight years as Boost Denver to their regulars, Boost Biz Ed Denver connects experienced business educators who have a heart to teach with brave and talented business owners who seek to learn new skills in a free-to-the-public format. By attending these Boost Power sessions, small business owners and solopreneurs take away immediate, life-changing, actionable items that radically catapult their business trajectories. Please join them the first and third Wednesdays of each month from 9.30 to 11 a.m. That's downtown at the Spaces Ballpark. Park location. See BoostBiz for more details. With each Boost session you attend, you'll walk away empowered to apply specific action that will immediately improve your business. Who doesn't want to do that? Their speaker topics include leadership, sales, marketing, and other subjects vital to the success of any business. Boost Biz Ed attracts great people. Networking happens naturally here, before and after all Boost sessions. Again, join them the first and third Wednesdays of each month from 9:30 to eleven a.m. downtown at the Spaces Ballpark location. See BoostBiz for more details. We now return to the Social Savvy Geek, Laura Pensatensio, on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM.
1: You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatensio. I'm sharing with you how to connect to your audience so they can listen and hear. Download your free copy of How to Build Your Twitter List now from socialsavvygeek.com to learn how to message to your audience in Twitter. It's a great petri dish of places to experiment. Visit the show notes at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast to get yours now. So I've told you that you want to be prepared to speak to your audience at any given time. And you want to know how you can change your language up at each stage to meet the needs of your audience. But That doesn't mean you're changing your message. You're just speaking in a slightly different manner. This is the same way you might not speak exactly the same way at church that you speak at home. I mean, I know I'm guilty occasionally in the car at home of dropping an F-bomb, but I'm not ever. I don't think I've ever done that at church. So be aware of your audience and who you're speaking to and be appropriate. But also it's the difference between talking to my toddler, four, technically a toddler. I'm not sure, but she's four and a half and almost in kindergarten. And I don't think she's a toddler, but I have a small child. So speaking to her versus speaking to my husband maybe not that much different. <laughs> but you get the idea. You want to communicate clearly depending on your on your audience. So knowing your avatar and what you are an expert in and having the content to back that up with your marketing plan that you're following a path, a repeatable funnel and understanding how to speak to these people. It really helps you serve your audience, but also to make sure all the pieces and parts of your funnel are connecting So you don't want to lose anyone along the way. It's really important that you have a consistent message at each stage of the journey. So you need to know not just who you're talking to, but you also want to talk to their burning desire. We've talked about that. That's more than their surface goal. It's what do they really want and desire and need out of their life? Why are they in this business in the first place? Or if you're in the business of helping people in their life, or doing some sort of transformation, what is it that they want? Um, For example, a lot of the people that I work with, they want to make a change, they want to make a difference. But that's not the burning desire. The burning desire is, I want more time with my family. I want more time to volunteer and physically affect the change that I'm trying to make. I want to go down to the food bank. I want to work at church. I want to do something. I want to be at my kids' soccer games or lacrosse games or hockey games or basketball games or whatever it is that your child is doing. You want to be there and be present, fully present, unplugged, thrown away, watching. Want your child to look up at you and say, mama or daddy, I'm so glad you're here. Did you see me score? They want to be there and say yes. They don't want to be at the beck and call of some company who doesn't care about their kids. That's the burning desire. Now, how they get there is how you're helping in the solution and the product that you're providing. In my case, it's online marketing systems that help you free up your time and your resources and your energy and budget and take back control of your life. That's how you get what you want. But I can't just lead off with, hey let me build you a marketing system that does not sound appealing to most people <laughs> that's that's only going to talk to the low hanging fruit so you need to segment your message and meet people where they are at any specific part of their journey and so now segmenting by that all i mean is dividing people into categories based on what their need is right now so if i'm helping a business owner here locally to figure out how to get started with this stuff, how to develop their avatar, how to work on this messaging thing. That's a local workshop or it's an online uh, you know, masterclass working through this. If somebody already has all those things in place and they're like, great, I know who I'm talking to. I've got this message thing, messaging thing handled, then I want to be talking to them or to you about how you can take the next step and get all of your ducks in a row so this is organized. It's less chaotic and you can stop Spinning your wheels trying to get it all done. So that's kind of the intermediate level. And then the messaging for the third segment would be someone who has got their marketing system in place. This funnel thing, we've got this down. It's really working. And now you're looking at, oh my gosh, I'm getting all these things handled. I have a marketing system in place. Money's coming. Clients are here. How do I break through this plateau I've hit? I'm not seeing the solution. You know, I'm doing a few hundred thousand dollars a year, but I really want to take it up to the next level. How do I do that? That's a different message entirely. So you want to make sure that you are speaking to people where they are. And then you can help them go to the next place that they need to be. So each one of these different segments, you could help them in different ways. And you need to figure out what it is they're looking for you. So in this example, I've got client one, client two, client three. Client one has no platform and need help getting started. Client two has a platform and they want to take it further. Client three has been using the platform, but they're starting to feel stuck and need help breaking through a plateau and leveling up. These are examples of segments of your avatar base. So you can serve them in different ways, maybe with the same program, maybe with different programs. It depends on where you are in your business. So client number one with no platform needs a very different message and level of assistance than client number three, who already has that stuff handled and is ready to move up. I can't talk to both of these people the same way. It's not going to work. You can, I can appeal to one or the other with a, partic- a particular message, but it's very different the shift that they need to make. And being vague and trying to appeal to both of them is not a good plan. So the overall aim or the point of the segmentation is to divide your client base into identifiable kind of sections so that you can specify your message appropriately to each group. You can do this in your, um, in your email marketing the most easily, which is probably uh, a contributing factor to why email marketing is the number one driver of sales, because you can really lead people through custom experience. You can also get fancy and complicated with your Facebook ads and your web development and let people see different things there. But that is a whole other level of techie geekiness that we don't want to get into right now. <laughs> so let's stick to messaging for emails and say, you want to segment out your your audience and speak to people where they are based on where they came in. Another example of this is when people come into your website, and they've come through a landing page, and they've self identified as being interested in a partic- particular topic. Like, let's say someone comes in and they're very interested in marketing planning. That's a segment. They're very interested in webinars. That's a segment. So you can tag people and say they have identified themselves as being interested in this topic. Well, send them more of that thing. Talk to them about the thing that they've told you they're interested in. Listening goes a long way in your messaging. I know we do a lot of talking and I obviously like to talk a lot. You're listening to me right now but I also have to take the time to listen so that I know what to talk to you about. All right, so with the third client we're looking at, they need the highest level of your offering, let's say in this time um, coaching, and it's most likely gonna be the person who's paying the highest dollar value as well. Um, so you wanna make sure that you speak to each of your groups specifically, Can make a connection. This is the difference between Julie at the beginning of her journey and Julie after she has already achieved so much, and she's just kind of on the precipice of breaking through and having everything that she's worked so hard for all this time. It's the same person, but the message is different to reach her at both of those levels. So you will probably find that one lever of another is your sweet spot and the person that you really really want to get into serving. So don't don't dilute your message and kind of and uh dumb it down for one part in order to uh connect with them if it's at the expense of the other part. You're listening to Social Savvy Geek. I'm Laura Pencetencio. You can download your free copy of how to build your Twitter list now from socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast and do join us in the social savvy geek insiders group on Facebook. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the difference between segmenting in person and email offline versus online. So when you're offline or in person, segmenting is a little different. If you talk about uh, speaking at a conference, you get a variety of questions that let you know the audience is mixed and you need to address some specific questions later on. Then when people come up to you at the end and you could ask them what their question is and then you direct them towards the right solution or program. This actually just happened to me. I had a, a presentation the other day and people came up at the end and they had a variety of different things they wanted. Firstly, a lot of them... Opted in to get slides from the uh, presentation by using a Facebook Messenger bot. That is an easy way to tell who is tech savvy and who is not. I will tell you. <laughs> but it went super well, had a really good opt in rate. So people wanted the slides. Then I knew those are people who are working on this stuff. They self identified. Then you have people who came up to me and physically gave me their card and told me what they wanted. One of them wanted me to speak at their thing. One of them wanted to invite me to a networking event. Uh, one of them wanted to have the link to my workshops and was not tech savvy and wanted me to send it to them, which I did. But I followed up with each of these groups and individuals afterward and directed them to the appropriate thing that I have that they wanted. It's uh, It takes a little time and effort, but people have self-identified and it's your job to help them get what they need. That's why they're speaking to you in the first place. Now, an email segmentation you get the right person to the right event. And as I said, you tag them as they come in based on what brought their interest so you know which information to send them. So if we have um, self-service products, online sales, if someone is very interested in how to be a guest podcaster or get a guest blog, then we will direct them to get you new know, and new clients now. But if they're asking uh, about an entire complete Marketing and blogging system, and they already have a little bit of a presence established, but they're looking to get more consistent in their content. That's marketing that converts. Um, so, we're going to direct people to the appropriate program or solution that we have based on their need. So, you need to think about your business and how you can help people, and how, when people are coming in and becoming aware of you, how do they let you know what they want? And if they're not letting you know what they want, how can you prompt them to do that? What messaging can you use to ask them, what is your interest? What is your need? How can we help you? You can develop this type of language that will help them self-identify. It's possible when you're starting out, in order to get to this level, that you may need to develop some surveys and ask Speaking of asking, there's a book called Ask by Ryan Levesque. And it is an amazing book that helps you learn to find out what people want from you in a way that makes sense to them and helps you develop your messaging around this. So I will link to that in the show notes. Um, I'm gonna have a reading list by the time this week is over. Last, last show, we talked about uh, Pat Flynn's book. Now it's Ryan Levesque's book, you're gonna you're gonna, soon know all of my uh, books that I read. If you're interested in knowing that, let me know I could make a list. (laughs) All right, so we're going to wrap up this section by letting you know that you need to think of your audience, think of their end goal and their desire and how you can communicate your product or service in a way that speaks to that. Because if you just talk about, hey, look at me, I have this thing for you people aren't going to want to hear that for very long. So when you're thinking of your languaging, think of the very language that your clients or ideal clients are using when they're speaking and kind of mirror it back to them like you're having a conversation. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. I'm sharing with you how to connect so your audience listens. We will hear from special guest Matthew Pete on connecting with your audience through video after this word from our sponsors. I'm
3: Jessica Ettinger, CNBC. Major indexes all higher. Rally for the Dow, which is up 257 points. The Nasdaq is up 51 points. The S&P 500 up 22 points. Mortgage rates are higher this week. Freddie Mac's is the average rate on a 30-year home loan. Is now 4.4%, the seventh straight weekly increase mortgage rates are at a four-year high just as the home-buying season is starting. In Silicon Valley, making $400,000 a year is considered middle class. The San Francisco Chronicle says that residents say, while they may be thought of as rich in other parts of the country, they still can't afford to buy a home in the Bay Area. J.M. Smucker owned Folgers Coffee going high-end. New 1850 by Folgers will use only all Arabica beans. The Wall Street Journal says bags and K-cups for Keurig machines come in April. CNB.
0: Larry Elder explains how an 18-year-old can get a gun. Have they read the Second Amendment? The Militia of the United States... Consists of all able bodied males of at least 17 years of age who are or have made a declaration of intention to become citizens of the United States and of female citizens of the United States who are members of the National Guard. That's why an 18 or 19 year old can get a firearm. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Lars Larson at 10, on Money Talk, 1690 AM. Are you thinking about updating that outdated kitchen
4: or bathroom? It's a new year, and there has never been a better time to get started. I'm Ted Spear, co-owner of All About Cabinets and Countertops at 35th and Wadsworth, and we can help you transform your kitchen or bathroom for less money than you ever thought possible. Our customers get the unique mix of superior quality and top-of-the-line customer service all at affordable prices. Don't overpay for your cabinets and countertops. Through the end of February, our specials and upgrades mean thousands of dollars in, savings. Savings, even over those big box stores. And as always, we upgrade all our cabinets to the latest and anti slam technology at no additional charge. Let us go to work for you. You can visit our showroom or call us today 303 456 6400. That's 303 456 6400. Also, to view all our current specials, visit our website at allaboutgreatdeals.com. Make a difference without the expense
0: with All About Cabinets and Countertops. For more than 60 years, Colorado energy companies have relied on fracking. 90% of all oil and natural gas wells have been or will be fracked. Colorado is nationally recognized for our stringent state laws and regulations for oil and natural gas development. The need for reliable, affordable energy is always balanced with protecting Colorado and the environment. To see all that we're doing, go to cred.org. Now, back to the Social Savvy Geek, Laura Pensatensio on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM.
1: You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatensio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. We're here with Matthew Pete talking about messaging using videography. Matthew is a videographer based in Charleston, South Carolina, and he runs the company Repeat Productions. He shoots everything from weddings to conferences and brand promos. He has had the chance to work alongside some amazing influencers like John Lee Dumas, uh, Donald Kelly, Chris Brogrant, Andrew Warner, Chris Drucker, and many more. Matthew also has created videos for conferences like Now Hear This Fest, Podcast Movement, and the Podcast Cruise. Thank you so much for joining us today.
5: Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. I miss the South. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. You're in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm like, oh, I'm going to come down.
5: <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. I just drove my convertible with the top down today. It's like 75 degrees outside in the sunshine. Stop.
1: <laughs> Stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you use video um, to make connections on behalf of your clients?
5: Yeah, our biggest thing is, you know, we want to find out how our clients are going to use the end video because... So many people out there create videos just because they want to make a video and reach out to people. But really, it's important to know where you're going to be implementing that mm-hmm. because a video added on Facebook is going to perform differently and have a different reason than a video for your website or a video you send out to a client on Facebook. So you want to make sure you're making it for that specific platform. Go through, you know, go through your process and see really what your end goal is for the video. So that way, you kind of kind of know what you want to achieve, and make it specifically for that reason, you get much better results.
1: I've definitely found that to be the case. And so now you've had experience working with these big names like John Lee Dumas and working on conferences, which ties into what you were just saying: is you have to think of the purpose for the video. So, what did you learn by working with these people at these conferences?
5: You no, know, I mean. Everything from, because before I worked with these conferences, I did a lot of weddings. And, you know, my primary business, you know, we just offer a lot of wedding videography, being here in Charleston, South Carolina. But oh. working with the big names and the big conferences, you know, I learned, one, that they're just normal people. They just typically are busier than <laughs> most of us. So, uh, you know, really for me, it's about providing value for these companies. You know, they have goals they have to hit. whenever they're hiring a video team, a video person, to come in and make videos for them, they have specific goals. They have a marketing plan built in. So making sure that I'm plugged in with that and I know exactly what they're looking for. Um, So when I'm shooting or editing footage from previous years, anything like that, I know what my end goal is. I know how to help them better achieve their goals. Um, Like I said, you know, a lot of times they use them for, like, YouTube ads. So I make them you know, certain length. And then if they need like John McDumas, I made him a speaker reel so that when anybody's looking to you hire him, they send them over this media packet and it's speaking directly to the conferences that want to hire him. So it's no. you gotta know exactly who you're speaking to and working with these big names, you always want to stay on brand. You want to have a style for your videos. So whatever that is, whatever your style for your brand is mm-hmm. should also come through in that video. That way it keeps your brand really strong, really tight knit because it makes you look really good and makes you worth that top dollar if everything is connected.
1: Awesome. Well, that leads me into um, my next question, which is what tips can you share with our audience on messaging through video?
5: Um, having that concise message and voice. You know, every brand should have its own voice. You know, mm-hmm. how it speaks. If, they, if it's a very witty brand, then that should come through with the video. I mean, if you're, you know, like, if you've been on Wendy's Twitter, I know they've been going viral, and because of how witty they are, they are it never really funny. For them. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, so if they went out and made a video and put it on Twitter, it was very serious and didn't have any wit to it, then it wouldn't have land landed the audience because most of their Twitter audience now is built on that wit and that quick humor. Right. So you have to stay on brand, and so, me, like. That's my biggest message when speaking to people about video because mm-hmm. I talk to so many people who come in and want a video, but, you know, obviously they're not in the video business. They don't know what they're looking for. So making sure that I know what their voice is, how they talk, what their brand voice is, what their colors are, make sure everything ties in perfectly with how it looks, mm-hmm. um, making sure all that's intact is really important. And then... There's all the stuff like getting the correct licensing for music. Um, a lot of people, so, so like a lot of people, you know, go online and post a video and they'll put like asterisks and be like, I don't own the rights to this music.
1: Well, then you can't and
5: use it. <laughs> exactly. Literally, you can't use it. So there's a sites like songfreedom.com or the musicbed or, you know, audiojungle.net, those kind of places mm-hmm. you can buy a license that use for commercial business. So Having that, all that, the legal stuff taken care of as well, it's something you know, that I focus on so my the mm-hmm. people coming to get their videos and they don't have to worry about it.
1: Awesome. So here's a question. If you have someone who's like me, I have an established brand. We've already established that I'm uh, pretty comfortable running my mouth. Like, I'll talk till the cows come home. Um, and <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I've developed my brand message. I know who I am and what I'm about. And I know my tone and all that. But I am in my own opinion pretty awkward on video so how would you help that actual brand voice to come out when i'm looking at the camera like a deer in the headlights
5: i mean you you don't have to be on camera to have a great promo video um hire a nice voiceover artist and you can find great voiceover artists on uh, fiverr Mm -hmm. i have a great friend i met you know she uses fiverr as a voiceover artist Mm -hmm. she does a great job so you can write out your script and have your brand's voice come through, and then hire somebody from Fiverr to voice it, or even if the only part of the awkwardness comes in whenever you get in front of the camera, Mm -hmm. record your audio separately and do a voiceover for the video, and you can hire somebody like me to follow you around for a day and shoot video of you and then just add your voiceover so it has your tone and your, your vibe coming through on the video without giving you the awkwardness of putting you in front of the camera.
1: Oh, that's a really good idea. So rather than performing, as it were, and standing there and trying to be yourself while you feel <laughs> awkward and weird in front of a camera, <laughs> you just get someone to kind of follow you around a lot like Gary V. like follow you around. <laughs> oh,
5: exactly, exactly. Just okay. Like, just like Gary Vee. And, you know, a lot of, like I said, I'm in the wedding video industry. I don't promote a lot of my conference work because mm-hmm. a lot of that comes through word of mouth. For a lot of bigger events, so I don't have to promote it as much. I don't have to sell to them as much. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're in an area that has wedding videographers, a lot of them are in the same same shoes. They know how to shoot, that kind of stuff. But their um, main business, their main source of income is this wedding. So, I mean, if you could find a good wedding videographer, and reach out and ask them what their corporate rate is. Um, uh-huh. Because, I mean, that, like I said, that's what I do. A lot of us sales word of mouth. I don't promote that I do corporate work, but I do it all the time.
1: Right. And I did check out your website. And those, uh, South Carolina, oh, my God, it is just absolutely stunningly beautiful
5: oh yeah it's gorgeous like i said we uh, on our website it's a ton of a uh, wedding
1: mm-hmm.
5: so I mean, you get to see a lot of the girls down here in charleston for sure
1: yeah i can see why i'm feeling like i want to do an event there in the future just from looking <laughs> which means that you're effective <laughs> in your communication of the beauty of the surroundings. so now if you've got uh, a conference that you're doing and you're just inside and it's not all beautiful and gorgeous how do you make that more exciting um. you know, I've I've shot a few conferences where that's the case and it does make
5: it more difficult and one thing I learned a long time ago from a photographer actually, you know, he said that when somebody hires you to come into a space, mm-hmm. they know what the space looks like. Um, I shot a <laughs> conference last yeah, I shot a conference last April and the, it was a two day conference. The uh-huh. first day was in this beautiful venue downtown. It's like this historic event venue and had windows all around you. Has a lot of natural light forming in the windows, mm-hmm. gorgeous really easy to make pretty shots. And then the second day was in a hotel with, you know, the flickering lights oh, and was no. orange and harsh, and it worked really bad. So really, when it comes to that, it's, you know, half knowing the camera and then half being completely aware of what's going on so we can capture those moments that will really define it. You know, the faces that people make whenever they have that aha moment in the context <laughs> You know, that's the stuff you want to spill out to people is those, those kinds of special moments. Right. So just being completely aware of everything that's happening and making sure that we capture that so we can turn that footage. While the shot might not be the prettiest just because we don't have the perfect lighting mm-hmm. in a live event, the message that that shot conveys is best.
1: Amazing. That's really good advice. So if people want to learn more from you or hire you for their wedding or event, where can they get more information?
5: Sure. They can, uh, you know, we have our website over at Mm repeatvideos.com. That'll take you over to our website. And if you want to connect with us on Facebook or Instagram, anything like that, the top right of that page will have links to all of those. So they can uh, click over and follow us over there and reach out to me either on the website or in messaging on Facebook. And I'll respond that way as well.
1: That's awesome. So if you had one last thing that you could tell us that is like the key thing to remember when you're in front of the camera, what would that be?
5: Uh, something I tell everybody, mm-hmm. I live by it, learned from Tony Robbins, is simplify. Oh. Instead of, you know, whenever you're making something, whenever you're trying to figure out how to make it look better, instead of saying, what can I add to this to make it look better? Mm-hmm. Think, what can I take away from this to make it look better?
1: Perfect. it so much
5: easier. <laughs> you
1: can't get any better than that. So thank you so much for joining us, Matt. I really appreciate having you here. I will link to your things from our show notes so that everybody can get more information about you. You are listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. Get your free goodies from our show at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast. And stay tuned. I'll tell you more about the importance of connecting to your audience when we get back from the spring.
2: As an entrepreneur, how does this sound to you? Learn how to make your marketing work for you without becoming a slave to your business, even if you don't have a big list. Does this sound like crazy talk? Because it doesn't have to be. This is how marketing is supposed to work. With a proven plan and systems that work, you can make your marketing a powerful, unstoppable force. Monica Miller of Monica Rights and Laura Pence Atencio of Social Savvy Geek have combined their genius to bring you marketing that converts simple proven systems that can make the difference between scrambling to find your next client and a thriving business with sold out events, waitlists for private coaching, and online program sales that used to be out of reach. Visit marketingthatconverts.online to find out more. That's marketingthatconverts.online to learn more. Visit marketingthatconverts.online to find out more. That's marketingthatconverts.online to learn more
0: looking for adult education classes workshops and seminars in Denver Colorado Free University offers a wide array of adult education classes in the Denver metro area their programs include Spanish lessons and classes and other foreign language classes compu skills computer training classes as well as arts and crafts classes dance classes writing classes career and business classes and seminars classes in personal growth and development performing arts workshops special events and much more they recognize that many Many of the folks who take classes at CFU are small business owners or aspiring entrepreneurs. An area of focus in their programming is putting together a great selection of social media training and online marketing. These days, you can't do business without learning at least a little about using social media and other online marketing tools for your business. Get more information at freeu.com. That's freeu.com. That's free the letter u.com. We now return to The Social Savvy Geek, Laura Pensatencio, on KDMT Denver's Money Talk 1690 AM.
1: You're listening to The Social Savvy Geek show. I'm Laura Pensatencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. We're talking about connecting your connecting with your audience at each stage of their journey. At the beginning of the show, I talked briefly about connecting to your avatar in a way that gets them to listen and meeting their needs and providing solutions that really are relevant to where they are right now. Uh, We've covered segmenting and I gave you some ideas about what that looks like, email versus in person. Um, By using different platforms to connect with your segments, different parts of your audience, you are easily able to navigate your own funnel or your own path and then help people follow along with you as you follow your marketing plan So I posed a question to, uh, is one that you need to answer for yourself, which is, are you an expert at one particular thing? Or are you the expert for a particular group of people and you help them do maybe related things, but not just one specific thing? So if you've decided that you're the expert at webinars, then yay, that's your focus, your your niche and where your brilliance will shine. You need to create your plan and develop the content that will add value for your audience. Um, and if you've gone the other direction and you've decided that you are the person for another person, like in my case, speakers, authors and consultants who are change makers, thought leaders and influencers, then you can. Wrap your brain about what your audience needs from you and provide them that. So, the importance of all of this is to understand exactly who you're speaking to and why you're doing it. It's the connection that matters. And that's the case no matter what it is that you're doing. If you have an audience and you can't make a connection with them, then I don't think technically that counts as an audience. <laughs> so make sure that you are considering who you're talking to. This just reminds me of when I was uh, younger, I used to write letters uh, to my granddaddy, because he liked to read, very traditional. I had a friend named Turtle who would look at me and say, how can you write to your grandfather? Like That's weird. I'm like, how can you not write to your grandfather? And she's like, I wouldn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you write about? And I was like, I write about the same things I would write about if I were talking to him. Like, if we were on the phone, what would he ask me? And then I write it down and send it off to him. Like, I went to school. It was good. I had friends, you know, I'm struggling with my math test because that's pretty much always the theme when I was in high school. But I wrote about things I knew would interest my granddaddy, like things about my life that he would want to know. And I continued writing to him right up until he passed when I was 21 basic training for the army. And that was horrible. But I knew that he had received my messages and that we had a real connection. I loved him very much. And I'm sad that he's gone to this day. But my point here is that you can make a connection with a person if you have them in your mind, and you just think about what do they need to hear from me? And then you tell them in, in language and voice that makes sense to them. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. We're talking about making connections through messaging. Now we're going to answer questions. Question number one. If I am just starting out, do I need to just meet my ideal client where I am at two? Or can I meet my ideal client a little bit later in their career? So if you're just starting out, you Oh, I see. So if if you're starting out, do you need to speak to your client where they are now? Or do you need to focus on them later? I would say, um, if you're just starting out, you need to make sure that you can help and serve this person um, where they are now. Don't worry about where they're going yet. You can provide a service that helps a person. Like for example, when I was first starting out way back and what my expertise was with social media marketing, I couldn't have helped uh, Julie then because I wasn't prepared. So I helped people with what I knew. I was a subject matter, subject, blah, subject matter expert. I knew how to use LinkedIn and I knew how to use Facebook and all you know these social media tools to get uh, clients. And I knew that because that's what I had done And from my experience, I could teach. So you need to help people in a way that you can produce results. And if you wanna help people further along their journey, then you need to uh, get some experience with that before you can help other people. It's hard to teach somebody something that you haven't done. So start where you are and then build up from there. Second question, my email list is a jumbled mess right now. How do I begin to segment it? Ooh, that's a tricky one. Okay. First step is segment the new people as they come in. So don't don't start with looking backwards. Always start with looking forward. So look at your people as they're coming in now and develop the segments around who's coming in and how they need you. Then you can go back and work on people who are already in your list. And there's a couple of ways that you can do that. You can do A-B testing in your um and your headlines, and people who open an email related to a topic, they're probably interested in that topic, and you can add a tag to them, which a tag is just a little online marker that says this person opened this thing and your email service provider program will read that. It's pretty much like putting on a colored bracelet when you go to a park. It's either red or purple or green and they know when they look at that what you're there for and how long you're going to be there. Tag is the same thing for the computer. It just identifies the purpose of that uh, subscriber. So you can segment people by what they're opening, by what they've purchased. There's a lot of little uh, nifty tricks. That's that's kind of a whole other episode. So we're not going to go into too much. But for the people who are already there, you can either do it by what they open moving forward, or you could send people a survey within an email and allow them to self segment and say, what are you interested in and give them little radio boxes or check marks to check off and tag them appropriately. So that's two different ways you could do that. Next question, when do I know if my audience is ready to level up with me? Well, you're gonna have to ask them and listen to what they're telling you. You'll start to see language around particular topics and themes. And if someone says to you, what's next? they're probably ready to level up Um, and that actually will happen people will say where do I go from here what's the next step how you know what now and when people are saying that uh, if you don't have an answer ready that's okay but you need to come up with something and either decide I'm going to help them with that at the next level or if you've decided you're a subject matter expert at this one particular stage and that's what you're doing Then you need to let them know where they can go to get that other information. So either you're going to serve them yourself and you develop something for them, or you need to refer them off to where they can get the type of help that they're looking for. Let's see. How many segments should I have in my email? That sounds like a lot of email creation. Okay. You're not necessarily creating a new email for every single segment all the time, but. There are some times when you're going to want to send something to one group that you don't send to another group. Um, And the way that uh, email marketing works now, segments could be, as I said, tagged more. There's segments and there's tags. They're related, but they're a little bit different. We're going to, that's a little techie. I don't want to talk over your head here. But um, if you have three primary segments, like for example, beginner, intermediate, advanced, then you need to let people know. That it's beginner, intermediate, or advanced, but that's pretty much just three. If you get into more than three, uh, I think you're just creating extra work. But think of it this way. Once you write an email, and you've decided, well, this is for my beginner, make a copy and change the language to the intermediate level. And then make a copy and change the language to the advanced level. Because this is the same person, a different journey, or different places in the journey. So you don't have to start from scratch. It's not new content, it's just at a different stage. So you're changing the language up a little bit um, more so than creating a complete new concept. And then as you go through your marketing process from quarter to quarter, and then eventually from year to year, you have a lot of content to work with. You don't have to create tons and tons of content for this to work. Okay. Next question, what systems do I need to have in place to ensure the proper emails get to the right people? You need to use a um, an email service provider, not your personal email. And you do need to keep track of where people came in, whether they've purchased a workshop or not, because I'm pretty sure you've probably experienced the same thing. You can tell when someone segments their list and when someone doesn't. I've had the experience where I've purchased a program from someone and then they keep sending me emails asking me to purchase that thing. And I'm like, come on now, I already bought that. Like, why are you still marketing it to me? Now, sometimes it's my fault because I've double opted in with two different email addresses. My bad. If that's the case, (laughs) unsubscribe one of them and you'll stop getting the emails. The other case is they didn't tag you as a purchaser and they're just sending the same thing to everybody. It's better to be the person who keeps track of how people are interacting with you and um, make sure that you're sending the right thing to the right person. That's kind of a back end technical issue. So, if you're a techie and you can do it yourself, then you go into your email service provider and look at how you can segment and tag people. If you're not techie, then that's the kind of thing that you would hire a virtual assistant who has that skill set to do for you. So I can't teach you like how to do that over the air without knowing which email service provider you use and what your segments are. Um, If you have a specific question, uh, hop into the Social Savvy Geek Insiders Facebook group and ask, and I will be happy to direct you to the right resources. It's real fun to do that. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. Listen to past episodes at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast We've been talking about how to connect with your audience in a way that they can listen. We've got our announcements about what's going on right now, out and about in the world, and in Social Savvy Geek, in particular. We've got a workshop series going on on Wednesdays from 1 to 4 at the Office of Evolutions locations at Southlands Mall in Aurora. And as I said, that's from 1 to 4 on Wednesdays, but it's not every Wednesday. So you want to check socialsavvygeek.com forward slash workshop for full details. And that way you can find out there's three different sessions. And each session covers three topics that are related. Unsurprisingly, it's the same information that I go over on the show, the difference is in the workshop, I tell you how to do it. So you can actually accomplish this stuff on your own. It's fantastic. <laughs> I really enjoy it and you will too. So check out socialsavvygeek.com forward slash workshop for more information on that. We do have uh, an online course that will be launching in March. So keep your ears, ears peeled for that. And I would like to invite you to listen to next show as we listen to preparing to launch your online program. And if you are one of those people who likes the meta where I show you how to launch an online program, then you definitely want to keep watching what I'm doing because I'm getting ready to do this myself. So I'm gonna tell you how to do it and then you can watch me do it and that will be in conjunction with Monica Miller from Monica Rights. It's gonna be fantastic, so stay tuned. I have a question for you. You can answer me on your favorite social channel. Have you tried segmenting your audience and if you have, has it helped you? What difference did it make in your business? really interested to hear how this is going for you. Thanks for joining me today on the Social Savvy Geek Show. I really appreciate you. I'm so glad that you've taken the time to listen. Until next time, join our conversation online. Savvy?